The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Are you prepared and ready for what lies ahead? You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving. So I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show comes to you from the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show is aired on KYAH, AM 540 in Delta, Utah, Utah's Talk Authority. Also, the show can be heard on 89.3 FM, Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. And on shortwave, tune in to frequency 7.490 WBCQ, Monticello, Maine. This show is also available on demand as a podcast on Anchor, Spreaker, PodPoint, and PodPage. And be sure to visit the website at offgridliving.faith. And I really do appreciate you joining me today. It is good to have you along today. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm getting better, but I still have a lot of issues. And I'll be talking about that a little bit during the show. But the reason I'm starting out by giving you kind of a report here of how I'm doing is because of all the prayers that I've been receiving. I really appreciate it. And they're needed. Because this thing really has a hold on me. And everybody that I've talked to, either in person or by email or regular mail or on the phone, has told me approximately the same thing. That once this bioweapon gets a hold of you, it doesn't want to let go. And I've been doing lots of studies on the blood work and the blood clotting and the things that the embalmers and the undertakers are saying and what some brave doctors, the ones that aren't afraid to lose their license, for telling the truth. Can you believe that? We live in a world that we can't trust people that we're paying. We're paying for a service, and they're lying to us. That just is maddening to me. But anyway, getting back to what I was going to say, 
I do appreciate the prayers. I appreciate all of the kind words. And I want to tell everybody out there that's in the same boat that I'm in is that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train. We just have to keep being our own best friend. We have to cut ourselves a break. And I can honestly say that this month of October, all told, if you put every day that I've worked anything at all during the day and put it into one time slot, I'm probably looking at eight hours of work that I've really got done. I'm talking physical work. Eight hours of work this month. And I'm watching the leaves fall off the trees, and I've got hay in the field yet to mow, and I've got bales to pick up, and I've got things to do. I got cows to sell, I got radio shows to put together. And to be honest with you, it's really tough doing anything. And a lot of you know that I am a musician. And so, one thing I've been able to do is get some recording done as far as in the studio musically. I'm not able to sing anything because I can barely talk. And so with tons of editing, I could get these shows out. But my voice is still really weak, and it seems like all I want to do is cough. And once I start coughing, I can't quit. And literally, my back feels like somebody ran over me with a Sherman tank. And my midsection, as far as my torso and my and all my stomach muscles, just ache. I feel like I've done 3,000 sit-ups and then somebody hit me with a medicine ball for another couple hours and then, then you run a tank over me. And so it's hard for me to breathe. And that's the worst part of it is that I'm sure I could get some work done and I could feel better if I could just breathe. And that's what's the worst part of this whole mess is, is just the breathing. But I'm taking care of my animals and I'm taking care of me. I'm not taking care of me as well as I probably should, but, you know, I just don't feel good enough to do what I need to do sometimes, and so I just skip everything and stay in bed. But like I say, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and at least mentally, I feel like I'm getting back in the game. And I do have to apologize if I have a little extra noise in here. I have to have a cough drop, or I just can't do the show. And so if you hear me slurping around a little bit with a cough drop, well, I'm very sorry about that, but that's the only way I'm going to get this show done. Well, the gist of this show, I want to talk about the world events, what they're doing, and how it's going to affect everyone, whether you're off-grid or on-grid. And I'm going to have a question. Are you ready for what's coming? That's what this show is going to be about, is answering that question. Are you ready for what's coming? Now, you might say, well, what's coming, Jim? Well, I don't know exactly what's coming, but I do know that I've been doing a lot of research and the housing bubble is about to burst. That in itself is very detrimental. And we're losing lots of our department stores and we're losing lots of our chains. I never thought I'd see the day when most of the chains are going to go out of business. Now, I know that some of the big box stores have been bullies for years and they've been trying to shut all the smaller stores down. Well, now it seems like it's their turn, because even the big box stores are in trouble. I've done a lot of business through the years with a company called Orschlands Farm and Home, and Orschlands is now sold out, and I'm trying to find information whether they went bankrupt or what happened, but 
All of the Orschland stores are now going to be Tractor Supply or a couple other smaller companies bought a few stores here and there. But Rural America has lost one of its biggest brands. Now, I know Tractor Supply happens to be the largest store of that type, and you have several other regional stores that are really strong yet. But as we see these companies go out of business, we're seeing the United States die. It's like watching a plant after a freeze. The first night after a light freeze, you might go out and check your plants and see that they're drooping just a little bit. So you water it and take care of it. And then the next day you come and you look and it's just a little bit worse. A couple of the younger leaves at the bottom are froze off. And then after three or four days, you see that the plant is hopeless because it did take a fatal hit as far as the freeze is concerned. And there's nothing you can do about it at that point. The damage has been done. Well, that's what we're watching in the whole world right now. And it's not just housing. It's not just farm and ranch stores. It's not just apartment stores. It's everything. Almost every business you can imagine is under attack right now. And when you look at what's coming as far as what's man-made, well, the bioweapon for sure. But now they're trying to take our transportation away. They're going to mandate these battery-operated vehicles that, frankly, I don't want. I've watched way too many of them explode, and I can handle a gasoline fire. I know how to fight that. But do yourself a favor. If you're going to buy an electric car, do a web search at all the fires that are happening to these cars and see what happens. You've only got seconds to get out of that car before you're dead. And you can't run just a few feet. You have to be a sprinter. You have to run 20 or 30 feet at least to get away from whatever's coming out of that battery. That's like a flamethrower. And I don't want anything like that around my place because I have hay. Can you imagine me having a big fire like that? It could wipe me out. It could take the vehicle away, then take all of my hay away, and then I won't be able to take care of my animals. So I have nothing good to say about an electronic vehicle, at least on this place. If you want to buy one, well, that's your prerogative. You can do that. But don't buy it because someone tells you to buy it. And right now, they're trying to take away our livelihoods. They're trying to take away the value of our homes. They're taking the value of our dollar and crumpling it up and throwing it away. And I'm so sick of these midterms and all these damn politicians that come out and lie. I don't care what color they are. I don't care if they're red or they're blue or they're striped. I don't care. They come out and they start saying things that are just absolute lies. And we have people in this country that are absolutely in trouble financially. They can't feed their families. They can't go to work because they don't have a car. They don't have enough money to buy groceries. They're tapped out totally. And so what does the government do? It sends more money to Ukraine. And what do the Ukrainians do? A lot of the weapons that get shipped over there get sold on the black market. So you have basically criminals that are within the ranks of the army that steal it and go out and sell it for profit. And there's an awful lot of that going on. And anybody that says that it's business as usual, that everything's normal, well, if you're one of those people, I can't help you, and I don't know who can. But there are things coming that are absolutely evil, and we see evil right now. Matter of fact, I read a post on the internet where someone said, hell is empty because all the devils are on the earth right now. 
And think about that. Now, I doubt that hell is empty, but we sure have a lot of demons running around, and we have a lot of people that like their demons, and they're a big problem. And then you have the people that, again, are being paid to do a service for you that lie to you. And you look at public broadcasting and all the money that is given to them. It's our money. It's taxpayer money. And what do they do with that money? Well, they use it against the taxpayer. And they don't tell the truth. And the mainstream media doesn't tell the truth. And the cable news networks don't tell the truth. And if you do tell the truth and you're singled out as being effective, well, you don't have enough money to fight these people. And even someone as big as Alex Jones, and he got awful big in in the business as far as independent news, well, now they want trillions of dollars from him. And they're trying to send a message to people like me. You better shut up, or we're going to own everything you have. Well, I got news for you. I don't own a whole heck of a lot. And what I do care about on this planet is my country. I care about this republic. I care about the people. And so I'm not going to shut up. I know that's probably the best thing I could do is just be quiet. But I can't do that. I can't sit and watch my country be destroyed. And when I started this show, I started it way before 2020. And it was all about watts and ohms and how to match things up and get a nice system so you can save some money with electricity. And I was going to keep it really small. I wasn't going to go on the airwaves. I was just going to keep it a small little intimate podcast. I didn't care how many listeners I had. I just wanted to help the listeners that I do have. And as 2020 hit and the election was stolen, and then you have the pandemic that's absolutely the biggest fraud ever put out on mankind that we know about anyway. And I had this little podcast, and I thought, you know what? I can't sit back and do nothing. And so the podcast has changed. I primarily want to stay with off-grid issues, but it's really hard to do that when you see everything around you crumbling. Now, what's the use of me telling private property owners to outfit their private property with either wind power or solar gear or, or whatever they choose to generate electricity with, just to have it be in danger of being taken away by an out-of-control. They're not a government. They're a band of crooks. They're absolutely like the mafia. You know, you can take two mafia crime families that don't like each other. You can substitute the name Republican and Democrat for the crime family's surname. It's the same thing. And then you have General Milley that comes out and says that it's the job of the United States military to defend NATO and to do what NATO wants. Now, where is that in our Constitution? General Milley needs to be fired, and anyone that thinks like him needs to be drummed out of the military because the military, God bless them, they're here to protect the United States of America and the citizens of the United States of America and the property and the freedom of the United States of America. We enjoy every freedom that we ever had because of Almighty God giving us our rights and the soldiers who have defended those rights. So if you value your freedom, thank a vet because the veterans have 
done everything. They've laid down their lives for the rest of us. And to see that squandered by some of the worst people I've ever seen as far as in government, to see them squander the blood and the hard, the hard work and the blood of all of our veterans and all the people that helped build this great country, it's absolutely sickening. So I go back to my question, are you ready for what's coming? Well, what's coming, in my opinion, because we do not have any leadership, and the percentage of people that actually do care in any form of government, whether it be local or regional or state or federal, the percentage that are there to serve is very small. And those are the people that aren't power hungry. They're not the social climbers. They're not the ones that go out and make backroom deals. And so they don't have the power that the corrupt ones have. That's just a very sad state of affairs, but the whole world is like that. And I really do believe the United States of America has become a banana republic. And so when we're dealing with what we're dealing with, know that everything that I'm going to tell you, there is no help coming from the top as far as the government is concerned. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I remember years ago, Ronald Reagan said one of the worst things you could hear from a government official was, Hi, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. That joke was funny because there was a lot of truth in it. Well, you take that, how bad the government was back in the 60s, back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and you can take that and put it on steroids and take it times a couple million, or maybe even a trillion. And that's how much worse the people we have right now are. You got this AOC and Nancy Pelosi and people like that, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. Can you imagine Lindsey Graham to the rescue? Look at the type of people. Joe Biden, look at them. Look at these people. They're a disgrace. They're an absolute total disgrace. You can throw in Mitt Romney and, and all those people. And while I'm at it, I might as well throw in Obama and Bush and Clintons and everybody else. These people have done everything in their power to build a legacy for their own families. They think that we're a kingdom, and they're the royalty. And as long as we have that in control, there's not a lot we can do except just brace ourselves for what's coming. So again, i got to ask, are you ready for what's coming? I know some of you are saying, well, get out with it. Tell us what's coming. Well, I'm going to tell you right off the bat. Nobody knows what's coming for sure. In a nutshell, I think World War III is at our doorstep. The only thing that's going to save the planet from a nuclear meltdown is having sane and rational people sit down and talk. And I think Russia has a couple of sane and rational people in their government. It sounds like they do. And if we have anyone that would qualify as a statesman or a sane and rational person in government, as far as federal government, they're probably so far down the totem pole because they're not corrupt 
they probably don't have any power to sit down and have these talks. So can you imagine someone like Joe Biden who openly brags about getting people fired in other countries, like in Ukraine, because they were investigating his crime family? Can you imagine people like him or people that he controls, if he controls anything? I don't think he can even control his bodily functions. But if he did control anything, can you imagine a person like that controlling talks against someone that really wants to sit down and talk? And the Russians did everything they could to avoid going into Ukraine. All they wanted was assurances that no nuclear weapons would be put on Ukraine soil. But they have to really protect Ukraine because there's all those biolabs that are making all of these horrible pathogens out to kill mankind. And so what do I see coming? A world war, mass genocide. I've been reading a lot of stories to try to back up my observations out here on the ranch that our animals are dead. I mean, extinct. They're gone. Or there's such a small number of them that in a few years they will be gone. And a lot of these people, they said, oh, it's global warming. No, it's not. It's called chemtrails. They're spraying plastics and all sorts of things that are in micro size. And they affect everything's lungs and the ability to prosper. And they're spraying chemicals that outright kill the small animals. Or if it doesn't kill them outright, it sterilizes them. And every year I can count on having at least four days of sandhill crane that are migrating south from Siberia. And in the spring, that's the big event. That's where there used to be hundreds of millions, literally. And now there's just hundreds of thousands. But I've only heard three cranes. Where, as usual, you have three days, the sky used to be black with them. You couldn't sleep if you lived along the river like me. You couldn't sleep because of all the cranes. And my heart jumped for joy when I heard these three cranes that flew over. I thought, well, that's sad because that means that summer is over and winter's right on their tail. It still made me happy to hear these birds, but I haven't heard any since. And I'm the type that look for things like that. And so my heart is sad because it looks to me like whatever they're doing to cause the birds to die. And I know there's a massive bird flu all over the world. Do you honestly think that the world's worst bird flu epidemic in history is a coincidence? I don't. And I think there's so many people that have dropped dead from these COVID so-called vaccines and they're getting sick. That's another reason they're going to start a war because they need to blame all these deaths on something else. And as a side note here, I know I'm all over the place, but as a side note here, can you believe that Ukraine is now going to draft young boys as young as 12 years old and put them out on the front line? How would you like to live in Ukraine and have your 12-year-old sent to the front? And the news media says Russia's losing, Ukraine's winning. Well, Russia's not putting 12-year-old boys on the front. The only people that have ever done that are countries that are losing. And so that'll tell you everything you need to know about the mainstream media and how truthful they are. 
And there's lots of families with young boys that are trying to flee from Ukraine right now because they don't want to have their little boy. And 12 years old, I know 12-year-olds think they're all big and grown up and big boys, but we all know better. They're still boys. They're still kids. They're still babies, actually. And I'm sure they're not going to give them much training because they know they're not going to last very long. So they give them a gun that they can hold and they show them how to load it and how to pull the trigger. And they say, go get him, Tiger. How would you like to have your son treated that way? Where are the anti-war people? Where are the people that are out saying that this is wrong? Well, it's right because it's for Ukraine and everybody loves Ukraine and they're the best thing that's ever been. Give me a break. You have one corrupt country, which is Russia, fighting another corrupt country, which is Ukraine. And other corrupt countries like United States and the UK and France and Germany and Sweden and all those other countries are trying to get in on this mess. And so I think you need to prepare for a war. And are you prepared for having plagues unleashed upon us? We've never had sickness and all this like this before. We have diseases that have long since been under control or eradicated, such as polio, making a comeback in this country. And ever since they unleashed the West Nile virus plague back a decade or so ago, and I know that was introduced. I don't know if it was terrorism or the government. But it's really sad when you look at your own government and you can't trust them. And I'll never trust the government again. It seems like they do everything in their power to try to destroy we the people and take our land and our money and our property, take our freedom, take everything we have. And they think that that gives them more, gives them more power, more money. And when you look at all the homeless that's in our cities right now, it's disgusting. And I'm near a town that's about 19,000 people, which in most areas of the world, that's very small. And the last four or five times I've made it into town, a beggar has come up and asked me for any money at all, a quarter, a dime, just anything. And I don't think they're just panhandlers out for a buck because these guys literally are not asking for any money at all. They say, do you have any loose change, any pennies, any nickels, any dimes, anything at all will help. And believe me, that's unheard of in this region of the United States. But now it's common. And you see people that are fighting imaginary things. I don't know what they're seeing. They're on such drugs as fentanyl and things like that. And that's the next place I wanted to go with this is talking about the drugs. Are you prepared to have a drug-induced society that is even more demented and more crazy and more I'm going to use the word stupid, than they've ever been? Are you prepared to go out on the road every day and drive to and from work or take your kids to events and go out on the road with people who are totally stoned or people that are on fentanyl or any other drug? You have a lot of areas in the United States that actively are allowing open-air drug markets. Powers that be say, well, they're just drug addicts, and, and as long as they're getting their drugs, and they're laying along the side in the gutter, then they're not hurting anybody. So let's just let them have their subculture. And that is absolutely evil, and it's wrong. 
I do know some people like to live on the street. I know there's lots of people that love that culture. I'm not talking about them. But the people that absolutely are terrified out there, they're sleeping on the streets. The people that have had their house taken from them by either a corporation or a government or something like that. People that couldn't afford to feed their families. People that are living in homeless shelters all over the world, actually. And you're lucky if you have a homeless shelter and a bed. But the crime that happens in that environment is just off the charts. And actually, you can prove to yourself how little the government wants to protect you. If you call up the cops and you tell them, I've just been robbed, in some areas, you're going to be told, well, there's nothing we can do about it. We're understaffed. Just come in and file a report in the next few days. And that's what they'll do. You file a report, they put it in some storage area, or they throw it away, and that's all they do. But if you're a banker and you call and say you've been robbed, you'll have all of the police force will be down there. And you might say, well, you know, a bank is more important than a single person. And while I understand your train of thought there, because that affects a lot of people, they're supposedly insured. The banks are supposedly insured against theft like that. And the FDIC is supposedly there to take care of your money. But the cops know that they work for the corporation. And yes, every state is incorporated and every large town in the whole country is incorporated. And so they're corporations. And so the cops are just like mall cops, only they have more power and more training because they're still just working for a corporation. They're not working for we the people. Now, I know there's cops out there that'll hear me say that, and they get really angry with me. To you, I'm just going to say, disprove my argument here. Look at your paycheck. You're getting paid by the corporation. So you work for a corporation. In a long-winded way, I'm trying to say that whatever happens, you're not going to be able to count on government. And you're not going to be able to count on that handout as far as welfare or other assistance programs. Because they're already bankrupt. You might say, well, how are they bankrupt? Look at our deficit. Trillions and trillions of dollars. The United States government will never dig out of this hole. And that's another thing you need to prepare for. And that's the economic collapse. There's no way you can print this kind of money and have this reckless behavior of the Federal Reserve, which, in my opinion, the Federal Reserve is illegal anyway. But they're a big corporation, just like the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. They're a corporation. People bow to them and act like they have power. No, they're a corporation. You might as well go in and bow to Walmart or something like that. As the CDC, it's the same thing. And you have all these other businesses worldwide that stick their nose into government because they can make more money if they control the governments. And so you can't count on the corporations to help because they're not here to help you. They're here to take your money. They're here to, in my opinion, enslave you. And so we have an economic collapse that I'm actually stunned that it hasn't happened yet. But it's happening very slow and incrementally right before our eyes. All you have to do is go through your receipts from even six months ago, but especially a year or two ago, and compare your receipts to what you had to pay for things, as opposed to what you have to pay for them now. And then look at your paycheck and see if your paycheck has increased enough just to cover your basic needs, like your 
heating and lighting and your groceries. And in most cases, the vast majority, it's not kept up. Then you have people like me who I work for myself. And you want to talk about struggling. My hat's off to anyone that has the guts to work for themselves. It's a very satisfying way to live. It's a very fulfilling way to live. It's a financially dangerous way to live at times. And also right now, anybody that's considered an entrepreneur, this is my opinion, but I do believe that the government looks at these rugged individualists with disdain. In the 1960s and 70s and 1950s, it seemed like everybody was being pushed to be an entrepreneur. And anybody that opened their own business was applauded. And they had ribbon-cutting ceremonies in the town. And it brought business to the town. It gave jobs to people. It was growth. It was good. And now just look at our inner cities. And look at all of our downtown areas. And look at our business districts. We have some small towns that there's five or six businesses is all they've ever had. And I'm talking real small towns. Well, now they have nothing. And you have people that literally have to drive 100 miles one way to buy a loaf of bread. And there's a lot of people in flyover country, if they added up the extra money that they're spending just to live, as opposed to what it was a year or so ago, they'd be shocked. And the ones that are really sharp financially, they know this. And they're cutting back in every way they can. But what does that cutting back do? Well, it shuts more businesses down. Now, I'm going to speak for myself. I don't eat out. I don't go buy anything. I can't afford it. Everything that I eat, I make myself. And I use secondhand things every chance I can get. Because I want to keep my businesses going. And they're just barely afloat right now just because of the economy. And that's a lot of people. And I know some people would say, well, you better do something else then. Well, at my age and my health condition, there's not a whole lot of opportunity out there. I walk in and give them my requirements that I need because I have some disabilities and also my age and so forth. And I have limitations as far as education on just operating the new systems. You know, several years ago, I could walk into a place easy and pretty well figure out any system, but they've changed so fast and so much that it's really hard for me to keep up with everything. I I see stories all the time about gadgets that people are buying and using that I've never heard of. And I find out it's been out there for six months or a year, and I still haven't heard of it. And so I know that I'm way behind in that game. And I know there's a lot of people in that boat, especially the shortwave listeners. I get many letters from shortwave listeners, and almost all of them tell me they don't watch TV. They don't have a computer. And to not watching TV, I say, thank God, because that's the biggest propaganda tool we have going. And not having a computer, I understand that too. Because I know that when you're online, you can be hacked. You can have thieves in your home via your computer, stealing things from you from your computer, as in bank accounts and your identity and things like that. And lots of people want to feel safe in their own home. And so they don't have a TV, and they don't have a computer. And I understand that. But there's an awful lot of people like that out there. But I'm going to get really serious about telling you what I think is coming on the other side of the break. And I'll be right back. Hey, 
If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to this show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail, check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. Welcome to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. And today I've asked a question. Are you ready? Well, so far I've mentioned nuclear war. I've mentioned plagues and things hitting us as far as bioweapons and things like that. I've mentioned the economy collapsing. And I've mentioned that we're losing our small animals. And we're losing them really fast. And I'm going to pick things up right there with the small animals. They say that since the 1970s, there's been an 80% reduction in small animals. And I really do believe that because I work with my hands and I work out open air. None of my tractors have cabs. I do everything the old-fashioned way. And so I'm really in touch with the soil. I'm in touch with the sky. I'm in touch with the grass and the trees and the animals because that's my realm. And so I'm out there missing all of my friends in nature. That might sound real strange, but when you spend countless hours by yourself out fixing fence or working cows or you're out on a tractor putting up hay or whatever, the days get really long. I'm going to give you a for instance. If you see a hawk flying overhead and you recognize the size and the coloring of that hawk, well, the next day you might say, I wonder if my hawk is going to be back. And sure enough, you look up there and there he is. And after a couple of weeks, I know that it's not literally your hawk, but in your mind, that's kind of your hawk. And so you kind of watch for him. And so that's what I'm meaning by my friends in nature. There's all sorts of animals that I've been watching for years. And it kind of helps break the monotony. And it makes you feel like you're not just out there all alone all the time. And so you can look up and see an eagle or a hawk or whatever. And I've been saying for the last year that the bird population is almost non-existent here. And where there used to be lots of owls and hawks and things like that here, I don't see hardly any anymore. And there used to be wood ducks in the trees, and they're not there. And there were red-tailed hawks, and we had some bald eagles and even some turkey buzzards. They seem to all be gone. And we're living on a world right here that is in horrible, horrible distress. And so how do they distract us? By giving us man-made plagues. And so they're really taking away our soul. And so the powers that be, who I think are satanic, they're not going to be satisfied 
until they've taken our soul. And that's really disturbing to me. And so when I say, are you prepared for what's coming? Again, I need to get back to that and tell you what I think's coming, but it's just so much. I see society melting down. Don't you see it melting down day by day? Think about how it used to be in your neighborhood, and now think about how it is now. Think about how there used to be hardworking people and just what was once called the middle class that is almost extinct worldwide, and that's on purpose. I think they want everybody dead broke, and then they want everybody dead. That's how they're treating everyone worldwide. And the next thing I want to talk about is food shortages and famines. And all you have to do is just very minute, small amount of research. And you find that there are people starving all over the world. And you'll find that there's food shortages all over the world. You find that the inflation has priced a lot of people out of the market as far as what they can buy anymore. And then when you realize that the prices are somewhat artificial, but some of it is because of the drought that we had last year. But wait until the absolute horrible drought, the effects on the crops in the whole United States, wait till that is figured into 2023. That is absolutely terrifying. And then you have governments, again, it's not the government's job to shut your business down. But they're trying to shut down farms and ranches all over the world. They're coming up with a bunch of nonsense like using too much carbon or using too much nitrogen or having cows that are out passing gas and it's ruining the planet. All of this is garbage. It's all a lie. But them taking the livestock and them taking the land of the landowner is not a farce. But the fact that they're taking people's livelihoods and taking their land and their livestock and things is absolutely true. And right now, there's parts of the world that are mandating that cows get this mRNA shot. And from what I understand, that 18% of the livestock that is given this concoction, just like the COVID-19 fake vaccine, it's, it's the same type of thing. 18% of the cows die right then. So how would you like to have a business that's been in your family for years or a business that you've grown from scratch, and then the government tells you you have to inoculate your animals with this concoction or else, and the or else is you're going to lose your land and possibly jail time or whatever they're threatening these people with, and you give these animals that you've loved and cared for and you've tried to improve their genetics, and you've done everything to be proud of your herd or your flock, and then watch 18% of them die right in front of you. If that isn't evil, I don't know what is. And so are you prepared for the mandated drugs that they are going to tell everyone they have to take? Right now, it looks like the CDC has decided to force school children to get COVID shots mandatory every year. If you still have your children in school, you need to do everything in your power to get them out now. Don't even wait till semester break. Get your kids home. Get them safe. Now, one way that I'm going to cope with everything that's going to happen is I'm trying to keep everything really close to home. I don't make excuses to get away from here for an hour or two even. I just don't. I just stay home. 
You might say, well, that makes you a prisoner at your own place. In a way, you might be right, but I have so much work that is not getting done because I haven't felt good enough. But there's enough work here to keep me here for a long time. And so that's another thing I see coming, is forced inoculations. And if you say, oh, that could never happen, well, just look at the military. Don't tell me it can't happen, because it already has. And getting back to the food, fertilizer is almost impossible to afford, and in some places it's impossible to obtain. And the way modern methods of farming are all set up, you have to have the chemicals to be successful. Now, years ago, I made a choice. I looked at paying the price of getting the higher yields and and making more money on my crops and so forth like that. Or I can stay farming like they did back before commercial fertilizer was even developed. And while I see my neighbors that use commercial fertilizer sometimes get three times the crop that I do as far as hay, I'm still very happy that I don't have a fertilizer bill. And I'm really happy that I don't feel like I'm being caught in a trap by the chemical companies that I have to buy their product. And I learned a long time ago that if I would learn to optimize what I have, and that would be what I had to work with, that in the long run, if there was a big mess like we have right now, that the chances of me surviving it are going to be much greater because I don't have a system that is hooked into the new systems of things. I do everything old school, everything by hand. I do everything the old way. And so if the electricity goes out, I'm not bothered by it. If I'd lose my internet, I'd have a hard time putting my show out. I'd have to do something about that. But that's about the extent of it. And so I've been kind of the one that's been the oddball that hasn't been keeping up with the times. People say, come on, get with it. It's a new century. Get with it. I just look at them and say, well, good luck with your new century and good luck with your new society and good luck with your new people in government, that new crop of people, the new crooks we have, and good luck with the new bankers and how all the systems are run and good luck with a world that is controlled by five or six corporations that control most of the world. And then you have things like Big Pharma that are getting into agriculture like bear. Bear is big with big pharma, and now it's big agriculture. And most of our packing plants have been shut down. We don't have hardly any independent feeders out there as far as feeding cows. And it's all being controlled by these corporations. And and then the city governments and state governments, which are corporations, they work at a corporate level, and they include these other corporations in their plans and their schemes. And all of a sudden, we have a world full of oligarchs. And what does a world full of oligarchs mean to you and me? Well, it means that our freedom is going away, our freedom to be able to choose where we want to buy or sell our items is shrinking every day. And so that's another thing you need to prepare for, is if you have a market that you like that's a small mom and pop's place, or if you have a small business and you try to use suppliers that are also small business, You're going to have a dwindling gene pool of places that are going to be available for you to even buy or sell. And I'm going to end what I see coming with the last thing. That's the mark of the beast. And lots of people talk about the mark of the beast. And I mentioned buying or selling. So 
I can see I'm running out of time, and I see that that's probably a good place to end this little conversation of what I see coming. And I really do think that the systems are in place worldwide as far as with the barcodes and the way they're getting people to have smartphones and everyone's traceable, everyone's trackable, and they got the closed caption television cameras everywhere. And I don't know how many times a day the average person gets videoed by a corporation or a state or federal government or county government or whatever. There are video cameras everywhere. There are people that are keeping score on everything you do, on everything you buy, on all the quote-unquote carbon you're using, even though you're made out of carbon. But see, just the mere fact that you exist, they don't like that. Some people do say we're under the beast system right now, and I think we are in a beast-like system. I'm not quite sure that the mark of the beast has actually been unveiled yet. But I think that within the next year or two, probably 10 years at the most, that there will be systems in place that if you don't have the mark of the corporation or the mark of the beast or the mark of Satan, then you won't be able to buy or sell. And so that's why I've been transitioning the last several years to a cashless society. And I did have one listener that was really worried about whether we were going to become a cashless society. And I can just say that the government prints the money, and it's their pictures all over the money, and it's their names and their government offices and everything are all over the money. And so you tell me, if the government decides to go cashless, it would be easy for them. All they'd have to do is say, all these pieces of paper that we made are now junk. End of story. And so are we going to lose our cash? Are they going to take away our ability to pay in cash? The answer is yes. When? I don't know. But if you start working on ways to get around that right now, learn how to barter. Find things that you have that other people are going to want and they can trade for. And the things that you want to buy, either learn to do without or learn to make it yourself. I know that sounds really harsh, but when the mark of the beast is finally put out after the cashless society is put into play, what are you going to do? Then is not the time to worry, and then is not the time to try to come up with a plan. Because by then, if you can't buy or sell, and you're totally caught off guard, and you're totally caught unprepared in every which way, I don't know what's going to help you. The only thing that I can think of is just being in prayer. And I think everyone needs to pray about their lives and pray about their finances and pray about their health. And they need to keep praying. That's the most important thing we can do is keep our faith in Almighty God. Because I can honestly say that my faith in almost everything else is gone. So I'm just going to say that most of the things that I've dealt with, like governments and corporations and medical community and things like that, they have earned my distrust. And so I have faith in Almighty God. And I don't think the mark of the beast is upon us quite yet, but I think they're working on it. And so if the powers of darkness are working on ways to enslave us, then the powers of light have to be working on ways to stay free. And so if you get anything from this show, you really need to work on ways to stay free. 
That means homeschooling your children. That means coming up with different places to buy and sell and trade right now before you lose the ability to find people that you can buy, sell, and trade with. I've got a list of people that I can do business with no matter what. And some of these might go out of business because they're not going to follow any mandate that's given to them that that anyone has to have a mark or some sort of permission to buy or sell through them. And so I'm already putting together a team. Is it a strong team? I don't know. I guess I'll find out when the time gets there. But at least I'm doing something about it. And I think everyone needs to wake up from their sleep. Things are not going to be better in the world. Nothing's going to get better by accident. And we don't have anyone in place as far as powers that be anywhere in the world that has any desire at all to help we the people worldwide. It's really an us and them type of a thing. So I'm not saying to revolt, and I'm not saying to go do things against anyone. I'm saying it's time to do things for you. You can talk about taking your government back, and you can talk about all these things. But I think you're better served putting your energy into helping yourself and helping your loved ones in your community and doing everything in your power to get independent. And the best thing to do to get independent is to be able to fire your power company. And I know that's really hard for people to do. People are just scared to death if they get forced off grid. Well, I don't think you need to be scared of that at all. I think you need to embrace it and take it and run with it and make it work for you. It's kind of like being in a race car on a track. You find a groove you like and you work with it. And that's what you need to do with your life. Yes, there is hope. Yes, there is good people out there. We have billions of wonderful people on this planet. We have loving, caring people everywhere. They're just being overshadowed by this woke, politically correct, corrupt, just awful, satanic things that are going on. And we have to not look at those people and give them any power. You know, when these people want to teach your children a bunch of junk that's going to warp their mind, you tell them, no. That simple two-letter word, no. And if they say, well, we're going to do what we want, say, well, do what you want. You're not doing it to my kid. Then you just simply go home with your child and don't take the child back. The only way that we are going to win any battles or wars, I'm talking about you know, society, the only way we're going to change hearts and minds and the only way we're going to have a world that lines up with our beliefs is not going to be by violence, but it's going to be by action. Is quit complaining about things and start doing things. And it's really important right now that we become doers. Do the things you need to do, and that's how you're going to survive. That's how you're going to deal with all these messes that are coming. There's probably five or six things I didn't even talk about that I research, and I look at it, I just shake my head, and I say, and I say, Lord, what is going on? But then I remember the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel. I remember the prophecies. And all lays through the Bible, all of the evil that mankind has done for centuries. And really, I don't know if people are any more evil than they ever have been. They just have the ability to, to affect so many more people. And we have so many people that have turned into sheeple. 
and they won't do anything about it. They just are like lambs going to slaughter. Some of them know they're going to slaughter, but they don't do anything about it anyway. And so I hope that this show has helped embolden you. I hope I've informed you. I hope that you really get the direction I tried to take this program. And that's to be self-sufficient. That's to be able to go off-grid. That's to be able to work in a cashless society with bartering. I can tell you one thing that's a feeling in my gut, and most of the time my gut feeling serves me well. But the world that Satan has put together right now is really built on a foundation of sand. Plus, it's a house of cards. It's all going to come crashing down. And when it does, hundreds of millions of people are going to get hurt, and lots of people are going to get killed. And it's going to be the fault of these people that are satanic, the fault of these corrupt officials worldwide. But that doesn't help you of just being able to point your finger and blame. You have to be able to make it through the mess that they're creating. So the first thing you have to do is understand that, yes, there is a mess. And understand that, yes, it can happen. And don't live in fear, but live in a state of preparedness. And don't get caught off guard. I'd like to thank you for listening today, and I want to say a special thank you to those who have been donating. I really appreciate it. And as long as I can stay on the air, I'm going to, because I know that I'm reaching lots of people, and the comments that I'm getting are really strong, and there's a lot of people out there that really need a positive message, and I know that lots of people would think my show is not too positive. But believe me, the only way that you can solve a problem is to talk about it and get it out in the open. Then you can deal with it. And so when I talk about the issues that are affecting us, I'm not doing it to scare you. I'm doing it to inform you. And so we can all make a stand. Because we're not going to be able to get together and protect our families as a group. We're going to have to do it all as individuals. But we have to do it from a position of strength. And that's what I'm trying to do is give you some strength. But anyway, if you'd like to donate to this program, I'd really appreciate it because that's the only way that this is going to stay on the air. And I take checks and money orders. You'd write the check to Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. And so until next time, keep your eyes wide open. Make plans to be able to survive anything. I really think that your future health and happiness depends on how well you plan. Stay strong. Keep your powder dry. But most important, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.